Okay. Are super excited. Now I'm jumping on before her and I start the conversation because I can't tell you how excited I am for this interview. Like on a level of one to 10 scale of one to 10, like I'm a 12. I have followed Bozema's work for probably three years now. I've paid for the workshop that she has. It helped me negotiate my new job. Bozema and I met in an elevator at a conference recently. And you know, when you have this moment in your head where you're like, this is my moment, like this is the chance that I have to connect with someone that I'm really excited about. That was this moment. I got in the elevator. I had the baby with me, the stroller, the dog. And I'm going to tell you right now, I said nothing. She had to walk over my 85 pound lab, by the way, walked out of the elevator, the door closed. And I just sat there for probably like 10 seconds before I clicked the button. And I was just like, I missed the moment. I missed it. Like that was it. I had the chance to meet someone I really look up to and I freaking missed it. <laughs> and so I walked back to the hotel room. My husband was there waiting. I looked at him and I was like, I, I fucked up. Like I totally screwed up. This is what happened. I told him the whole story. And then I proceeded to get dressed, put on a cute outfit. And I went and watched her bomb presentation that she did at the conference. It was incredible. It was at the gathering, by the way, after, after she was done her talk and everybody, you know, standing ovation, I walked over to go meet her and Ryan Gill, who's the conference organizer leads the gathering, incredible, lovely human being. And by the way, I was at that conference, despite being on mat leave, because Ryan and Stephanie, who Stephanie is like head ops lead for, for the gathering. The only reason I could attend it is because they made it happen for me. And I look over at Ryan and he sees me looking at Bozema and he says, go for it, go push yourself. And I did. And I met Bozema and we chatted and we connected later. She agreed to come on the podcast. And so today, today's a big day. How does the activist land the corporate dollars to make change? How does the child lead a movement? Hello, Greta, anyone. And how did the millennial convince the boomer? What do these situations have in common? They had make or break moments where influence was created and light bulbs went off. I'm Rebecca Nedelik, and this is Nuance of Impact, a podcast to get lost in the stories of those making change. Together, we'll chat, learn, and ponder the nuanced make or break moments that make social impact so impactful. Hello, darling. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, you look amazing. Oh, well, thank you. you know, it's, a little, it's a jacket, a friend of mine. Um, she's Ghanaian also, and so she, she like always like fiddles with things and it's like, it's always so lovely. She's something will pop up in the mail. So she sent oh, it. Man. Well, Ghanaian so textiles are just incredible. Right. So this yeah. is like, it's like basically remnants, right? Mm -hmm. Can you see? It's like, it's All like, together. yeah. So it's like different fabrics. Like, so this fabric is different from this one, obviously different from oh, this. Oh my one. goodness. Yeah. Different from that. Wow. One like a bunch of all the little remnants and then she just like it's like a quilt <laughs> that's incredible right that's amazing yeah we have um my background's ethiopian oh. my mom's ethiopian my dad's from here oh. and um we went back recently and um we got back and my mom had ordered some stuff and um and it had arrived and i was pregnant at the time and i went to put on this dress and it was like gaping this far apart in the back oh. And I was like, look, this never fit me. My mom's like, it fit you. Like you're, you're like, it's right, it's right. Right. Yeah. She's like, it'll fit. And then I like have baby put on the dress. I'm like, it doesn't fit. Like, <laughs> it won't fit. It doesn't fit. Never will fit. Just <laughs> add elastics to the back. It's fine. Oh my God. Okay. So I got to ask you. I remember hearing you're like, I claim the title athlete. I follow your morning workouts. Oh, What's yeah. your trainer's name again? Oh my God. Jerry, the asshole. He's intense. Yeah. He's so intense. And he's like, he's not like, he thinks he's funny and he's not funny. And literally like, you don't like, you're not actually like, you're not fun. Okay. Like, like, let's just cut that out. But yeah, no, I, I totally like, I, it definitely like, you know, like it's like any other kind of conditioning. Right. Mm -hmm. So like the water just took some time, but now it's like, yeah, I, I cleared that before the end of the day. And then you used to have to fill it up a little bit again mm. for nighttime you know but um when did you start the whole like I don't want to say like the health challenge but like when did you when did you really start honing in on on that side oh, of your life so that's actually a great question because um it was like right 
towards the end of my time at Uber. Mm. I was in such bad, bad shape. I mean, just everything physically, mentally, emotionally, the whole thing was terrible, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and it was just like, it was like one of those days where I just like looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh, I don't even recognize this person. Mm. You know, I was like, who is that? Like it was, and it wasn't even so much just like I gained weight, which I had. Mm. Um, so some of it was vanity for sure. But mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I looked at myself and I was just like, I do not recognize this person. Mm. Like the joy was gone. The lightness was gone. The puffiness was there. It was just. Yeah. Like you look tired. You're like, I feel the way I look. I look the way I feel. A hundred percent. And then it was like, you know, I was still running around the planet. So it was like, I would be in air force and like, Ooh, trying to get to my, you know, gate and feeling terrible by the time I got there and, you know, sitting for long hours and standing up and feeling like every bone was creaking. It was just a horrible place to be. And, you know, I say it now where I'm just like, look, you can't guilt anybody into fitness or like, you know, it's like, you, you just can't, right? Like you have to get there yourself. And mm-hmm. for me, it was like, my mom is lifelong athlete. Mm-hmm. Like she, really? oh my God, that woman was doing like jazzercise back in the eighties when with like the freaking you know, she had the socks, she had the friggin' like- I wasted shorts, oh, like the, neon, the yeah. And she bought yeah. all the things. She had a thigh master. This woman had it. everything. She was doing, she had like a mommy groove. She had the whole thing. Love um, it. And she's still, I mean, like today, my mom is 70. She's almost 71. She walks five mm-hmm. miles a day. She works out. She does the whole thing. And so okay. she she was telling me for years, you know, just like, ah, oh, you know, your health, like you've got it. You know, you've got to maintain, you got to, you know, get active. And I was like, I'm running through Air Force and I'm running the world. I am just fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't until that moment when I looked at myself and I was just like, oh, hell, I got to like, I got to get this under control. Like, I gotta yeah. Figure this out. Do you find like, this is a discussion, my, my husband's in real estate. We have a, we have this discussion all the time because his attention is always split into like 30 different places. And I, I. I don't, I'm not like that anymore, but I used to be like that. Yeah. Um, and I found like my mental health just took an, an ass kicking. Yes. Right. I mean, and I, I felt, feel like even now, like the physical side of, of health for me, it's like, it's less about body. It's more, it's literally mostly for my mind yes. because that split that's required of us yeah. is just so deep. Yeah. Has it, do you feel like it's affected that for you? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I sleep so much better. Like Mm. all of the cliche things (laughs) that people tell you, you know, about like the workout or the drinking water or eating better. Like they all were true. Yeah. They're not lying. They're not lying, but I just didn't want to believe it. You know what I mean? Cause I was just like, Oh my God, I don't want to do it. Like I'd rather just do the things I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it's like, I feel so much better. Mm -hmm. I just, I just do like, Mm -hmm. I feel much more energized. I feel so strong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, there's, there's something about that. And then yes, mentally, it's like, mm-hmm. things are clear. Yeah. You know? It's like, I work out and I feel like, I feel lighter. I feel like, yeah. okay, let me just, and because for me, I work out um, first thing in the morning before I do anything, mm-hmm. you know, usually it's even before I look at email. Like I, I really try not to engage, you know, on anything before mm-hmm. I do that. Uh, because if like, I do, like, I'll just be pissed off or something, you know? Yeah. And then you're starting your day with that energy. I, okay. So like, assuming that's something that you've kept consistent for the last, let's say, since you left Uber, so what, six yeah. years? Uh, yeah. Five years. Okay. Yeah. You've made this huge pivot recently yeah. left Netflix. Yeah. It's a big change, big shift. And when we, we always talk about like how we have the, pre- I'm super open that, you know, there's always a pre-conversation before these discussions. Yeah. Um, this change is very different for you. There's not something lined up next, right? There's nothing like, um, there's nothing that is, is lined up. Like I usually do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the one that like my pattern, literally every single headline, right. When I make a change to my job, is like, Bozeman St. John leaves this to do that. Exits this enters that she's now the, from this to that. You know, it's like every single, literally, if you looked up, like, just Bozeman St. John exit, all of those <laughs> headlines 
would pop up. You could just, you know, you could just switch out the names of the companies. I mean, I think that's how I discovered you is like that headline specifically, like leaves this and becomes the CMO of yeah, Netflix. Yeah. I was like, oh damn, like. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's always that dramatic. You know, it's so funny. Mm. There, um, there was one article right after my Netflix uh, exit where I think, I don't remember exactly the language, so I'm paraphrasing, but, and it wasn't the headline. It was like in the body of the, the article. Um, or like the subheadline or something. And mm-hmm. um, they were sort of like commenting on the fact that most marketers don't get this type of coverage when they mm. leave a company or when they switch jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they were, it was kind of like amusing of like, why, why does she get it? Mm. You know, Why do you think you get it? I, I've been wondering that myself. Like, you know, I really do wonder, like, I'm just like, why is it so interesting? Or why is it that people want to dissect it? You know, as if I'm like some sort of strange being, mm. you know? Um, mm. A couple of years ago, actually it was at the end of 2020. Actually, I remember exactly. End of 2020, um, you know, was like we had all been, right? Deep into the pandemic, everybody's terrified. My mm-hmm. mom's a, you know, two-time cancer survivor. I had locked her in the basement, basically. Like I was like, you are not getting sick, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'd had, you know, it was like so much pressure um, and it was a tough year because I'd made the transition to Netflix and, you know, it was just a lot, it was a hard job, you know, really, mm-hmm. really mentally exhausting job. Mm-hmm. And so I made like a, the very, what I thought very brave decision to say, okay, you know what? We're actually going to escape. We're going to leave for the holidays. We're going to go to Anguilla, which is one of my favorite islands. It's the place mm-hmm. I found peace. It's actually the place I went when my husband passed away. Mm. Um, that's a, a very different story, but it's just a, it's a magical place for me, a place of healing. And so I was like, okay, we're all going to go to Anguilla. And then in my usual state, you know, cause I really don't like to just enjoy things by myself. I'm like, yeah. everybody come along. So I called <laughs> my sisters and my cousin and, you know, one of my best friends, like we, we all piled. I mean, it was like 14 of us or something, mm-hmm. right? We all go to Anguilla. I land, you know, we have like a house to ourselves and it's just peace. Like I entered it and it was like peace. Mm. And then I think it was like Christmas Eve or maybe it was like the 27th. I don't know. Sometime around then, right. I'm deep in my peace and an article comes out that basically pokes fun at me. Saying, mm. Oh, I saw that. Article. Who's the, yes. Like, you know, of the executives who are most likely to switch jobs. Believe. Yeah. You know, like I was number one, which I think that most of it would be like, oh, well, who, what's the big deal? Who cares? Mm. Well, the big deal is that I haven't left jobs because I'm flighty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or because I am just trying to find the next thing mm-hmm. or because I am always power hungry or something, mm-hmm. you know, looking for the next best thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, we as human beings in our natural state don't like change. We mm-hmm. don't like chaos. Yeah. Why would I be different? I am mm-hmm. human. Mm-hmm. I want peace. Mm-hmm. I want a home. I want to be, I want to feel like I'm taken care of. I want to yeah. feel like people care about me. Yeah. I'm that security. Mm-hmm. I want all of those things. Mm-hmm. So my jumps haven't been made out of flightiness. Or mm-hmm. even like done like by a whim, it mm-hmm. is very considered, mm-hmm. usually very painful. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that headline and it was like stabbed to the heart, mm. you know, because I was just like, why would you make fun of me? Why would you make light of something so heavy? Mm-hmm. And then I considered, I was like, they're not talking about the white boys though. They're not talking about them who run around from job to job and they don't even have no worries. Yeah. They're not being chased out of places. Mm -hmm. And I wondered like for us, especially black women, I'm Mm -hmm. like, how many times we have to make the choice to stay in a toxic environment or in a terrible place because of the appearance Mm -hmm. that we are flighty or that we aren't strong enough to handle the situation. How -hmm. many times do we sacrifice ourselves for the expectation of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Too so many. Even that I feel strengthened, right? Being like, you know what? No, I'm, I take, I'm taking back yeah. that entire narrative. Mm-hmm. 
do you feel like that instant made it made it easier? Because I like, I, I understand. I always think that there's this, like, there's this conflict of loyalty between companies and people. Mm. Like there's this assumption that us as human beings should be infinitely loyal to the companies we work for. But like, look, (laughs) if they want you to go, like you will go. You will be gone. It's called fired without cause. It happens all the time. Like they're not loyal to you. So like, why do we have it? What, what is the expectation? Where does it come from? And I think, you know, whatever it's old school, it's a perspective, but when you make the chain, when you make the decision to leave after a year or two years, I'm often like, well, what did the company do to keep you? Like, was it a safe environment? Did they pay you well? Like, this is is the whole question. You know, it was, it was so funny. I had a, a very, very good friend who, um, when I decided to leave Netflix, he came over, you know, I was in my slump and he was mm-hmm. sitting on my couch and, you know, we're just bantering back and forth, gossiping and whatnot. And he, he was like, oh, you know, one of my friends, somebody probably in the industry, you know, one of my friends, like, he, you know, he, he's not, he's not like you, but, um, you know, he said that this is going to be a bad look for you. And I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> and and where, where are they? <laughs> Did, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, do they, do they have chief titles? Really? Yeah. Multiples? Are, are they in the hall of fame? I don't think so. Like, I'm sorry. Who the fuck's that? Yeah. And why do I care about yeah. if they think this is a bad look? And I'm sorry, shouldn't you be asking a different question? Mm. Like, why is this not a bad look for the company? Mm-hmm. Why is it a bad look for me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't somebody be asking that question? Yeah. Looking into their track record? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, why can't they keep black women in the job? Yes. And at that chief level, like, okay, you hired the black woman. You couldn't keep her for longer than a year. Right. What does why? it say about you? What's that say about you? Mm-hmm. So again, it's like, we have this double pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Of like the expectation of not looking strong. If you can't handle this toxic environment mm-hmm. or looking like you're weak, if you choose yourself mm-hmm. over choosing the company mm-hmm. and then like, the people in the cheap seats in the back who want to have an opinion without considering what that does to you as a person, as a human being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with the pivot. Yeah, I know. And it's my, my question's always too, is like, okay, yeah, but what'd you say? Because like, that's wrong. We know that's wrong. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, yo, why would you even say that? You should, you should be coming to my defense. Shouldn't you? Right. Isn't hashtag protect black women out here? Yeah, like, that should have been the question. You did protect me, right? What did you say? <laughs> Let's make I'm this like, about you. Exactly, exactly. I'm like, where, where's the protection? Because that, I'm looking for it. I'm looking yeah, for, you're I'm here on my couch gossiping. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Where's my cavalry? Where's my cavalry that's going to protect Black women out here? Who's protecting me? And if they're not if protecting you're... me, then I got to protect myself. Believe me, I am well armed. Yeah. Okay. So on that, like, dude, I feel like there's two different things. Like, there's the weight of expectation in terms of it. This is bad luck for you. All the criticism that's going to come. Then there's the, the pressure of the past headlines. Like you did this. Now you're doing this. You did this and now you're doing this. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing now? How are you navigating that? Oh, well, it's so difficult. You know, it really is because on top of the expectations of everybody else, I have my own expectations of myself. Mm-hmm. What's the oh, experience? oh my God. Well, first of all, I think like most people probably won't come as a surprise. I'm, I'm my own harshest critic, mm-hmm. even when I am celebrating myself, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think people see that, right? Like, obviously I'm, I, I love myself. I don't think yeah. anybody is confused about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love- wait, you gotta love yourself first. I think, yeah, I think it's yeah, in the Bible. But, I sure. think, but, but part of it is that I love myself because I know my potential. Mm-hmm. I love myself because I know the level of which I can operate. And I love that about me. And so therefore my disappointment in myself is that much harder Mm. because I know I didn't do the thing that I could have. That Mm. is much more difficult to face than any criticism of anybody else. Nobody else knows. Mm. Nobody else understands. Like Mm. they see, they, yeah, of course they see accolades and you know, they see all the glowing stuff and then they have an expectation. And yes, that is difficult, but it is much more difficult for me to face myself. My own when you say that, like fear of dis- like the disappointment, is it like, is it like, oh, if I had, you know, borne the weight of the things that I shouldn't, shouldn't be expected to bear, then I would have achieved this. And that's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's always the, um, after every single move, you know, because I'm like a freaking CSI out here. 
I try to, you know, investigate mm -hmm. <laughs> the uh, situation that I just left mm -hmm. and wonder like, and ponder mm -hmm. what could have been different. Mm -hmm. Could I have been different? Yeah. That's a very, very hard thing. We, we call ourselves to task so, oh, in such a terrible way. You know, sometimes I have to really also watch myself with my own self-talk. Mm -hmm. You know, that at the same time that I can be very encouraging of myself and being like, yes, come on, there's no one better. Mm -hmm. There's still that part where I'm just like, oh man, like I really, I could have done this or could have done that. And maybe would have changed something. Well, of course, because I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like I, you, you say like, I could have been better. Like I, you made yourself who you are. Yeah. Right. The reflection that's required in order to say, okay, I made myself who I am, but it's only through the process of reflection, only through the process of criticizing my every move of overthinking the things, right? Like All investigating the past experiences. Yes. And then setting myself up for what's next. Mm -hmm. You know, like the reason why I don't regret, even in my criticism, I don't mm -hmm. regret because I know that that experience really does set me up for the next thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I was also, again, I was sharing this with another girlfriend um, the other day who's considering a move herself, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the questions she asked me, she was just like, you know, at what point, like, how did you begin to ask for the things that the rest of us don't ask for? Yes. You know, and I was like, well, because- I'm glad she asked you because I was going to ask you. Yeah. Well, because, because literally at every, at every step, at every job, I have learned something in the last one that I'm like, oh, you know what? Next time yeah. I'm going to ask for is X, Y, and Z because I didn't get it there. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had asked for it because mm -hmm. the expectation would have been different, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, now I'm at a place where, you know, what I need, and I say need, it's not mm -hmm. a want, it's what I need for mm -hmm. the job is so vastly different than what it was 10 years ago. Oh, it's like nine and day from what it was five years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, that my own expectation of what I want. And by the way, some of it is financial. You know, I've talked about yeah. that pretty openly. Mm -hmm. um, the benefits and the perks and all of that, like some of that is that, but it's also, um, let's just call it the understanding hmm. of how I'm going to be, you know, say, tell, say more about that. What do you mean? Well, there is, um, sometime the unspoken, you know, which then really becomes our enemy because mm -hmm. we assume that they know what we need mm. and that is not true. They don't know. They have no idea. Um, the challenge is that if we don't speak the thing, which sometimes seems like an obvious to us, mm. it's like any other relationship, right? It begins to, what start out like as a small seed becomes like this huge boulder. Yeah. Of so expectation. Be, yeah. Yeah. It can be anything. Like one of the things for me is like, look, I am outspoken in public. And so even though I can be part of the executive staff, and sometimes executive staffs are, don't say anything publicly, right? They don't want anybody to know what they think personally. I don't behave that way. Mm -hmm. Because one, I feel the responsibility of being a Black woman in this country yeah. at this time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's part of my duty to say the things yeah. that sometimes other people can't say or is not going to be heard because they don't have a platform that I have. Yeah, you worked hard for that privilege. Now you're exercising yeah. it. And yeah. so that, but that is one of the expectations that I have to set from the get-go, which is mm. like, hey, look, the rest of y'all, I see y'all hiding. You don't say anything. You don't even have a Twitter. I do. And I use it. <laughs> you know? um, and, that's and you knew that before you hired me and it's not going to stop. So yeah, but, but yeah. you would be surprised by mm. how many people think it will. They think somehow mm. they're special. Like, oh, well, oh, now you have this job. So now you're going to stop doing that. No, I am not. Actually, I'm probably going to intensify because my, my platform is even bigger. Mm -hmm. And so those are the types of things that you also need to iron out, right? Or mm -hmm. like what um, happened a few years ago that, uh, you know, became like a, a real conversation for me um, was the sort of the boundaries I need to set as related to my daughter. Hmm. You know, so the times I needed to carve out where it was do not disturb. I don't care. It doesn't matter if the company is falling apart. I'm not, I'm not participating. And that was a really tough one to come to, you know, because um, the expectation, right, of being available, especially if you're a senior leader, um, when you're in a company of men who don't have to do that, yeah, becomes a whole nother thing, you know, and as a single mom, I don't have anybody else yeah. who's going to be like, oh, you know what, like, don't worry, I'll get bath time. I don't have yeah. that. 
I got dinner. I got bath time. I got house. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have that. Yeah. If, I, if I'm not, if I'm not doing bath time, she's not, ba- she's not bathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if I don't, if I don't make dinner, she's not eating. Yeah. And that's so, an embarrassment for the company and for you. Yeah. I'm like, look, that's, that's like a, that's a real fail. Like you don't want like CPS to come and get me. Right. Like, yeah. you know, so, you know, but it's, it's a, but you know, we make light of it and we're laughing, but it's yeah. such a difficult conversation to have because you, what will happen is that of course you'll be judged for that. Let's not pretend as if that's not happening. It is happening. You mm-hmm. just have to be comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want to throw away that too, which is like, oh yes, you know, we're in a modern time and people will be okay if you set that boundary. No, they are not okay with it, but you have to be okay with them not being okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, great. Perfect. Well, how does that play out in real life? <laughs> because like the others, it's okay to be, it's okay to be okay with someone else not being okay. Mm-hmm. However, in practice, like there's implications, right? Yes. There's implications. And I mean, you've talked about it before. There's implications of not being available of saying, Hey, there was a crisis. I tried to get a hold of you and I couldn't. And you yes. saying, yes, sorry, too bad. Like how, how yes. have you ever experienced the consequences of it? Because I really think that's where like, that's where the learning Ooh. is for the rest of us. Now this, this is, this is good. This is good. Okay. I want to figure out where I want to start mm-hmm. because there are real implications to it. You won't mm-hmm. be put on the big project. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, you will not get the promotion or the race because somebody also think that like, oh, she didn't work hard enough for this race. Heart, heartbreaking. Yeah. Keep all, going. all of the things, even though you were busting your ass at other times, somebody else was saying, no, 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 she, yeah. it's, not, it's not good enough. She wasn't available. When yeah. this meeting was happening, it was 7 PM and she was over here feeding her kid. Yeah. She's and it, and also. It, even if you were available, they'll say, I think she has a seven-year-old or a six-year-old at home and she probably won't be available next yeah, time. Correct. They'll make yeah. assumptions for you. Yeah. So, so again, there are real implications. I'm not going to lie and pretend as if there are not those implications. There are, they've happened to me. It is true. So when, when I learned is that I have to now be more proactive in, like you said, setting the expectation of what I will do and what I won't do and what that's going to result in, right? Mm-hmm. So i.e. being brave about it and having that conversation with my boss when I know the people are being assigned to whatever project, right? And knowing that my name is probably not going to be in there and saying, mm. I want to be on. Mm. Now I want you to tell me why I can't be on. And then I'm going to refute it before the assignments come out, right? Because we all know when it's happening. You know, you know the thing is coming down the pike and you want to be on the winning team. Yeah. You know, it's like, look, I can, I can point to a big one when I was at PepsiCo mm-hmm. and it was time, you know, for the Super Bowl halftime show mm-hmm. or negotiating with the NFL. It's a big, huge investment for PepsiCo. Okay. I was already on the team that was negotiating, going to execute and all of that. I knew for sure. Look, my daughter was, gosh, how old was she? Three and a half. Mm. <sighs> You know, that's a critical, I mean, she's a toddler. Like yeah. she's not even, there's, there's no, nothing that's going to happen. My husband was also working full-time, busy advertising career. Like there was, I was carrying, of course, as you can imagine, the bulk of the work of like taking care of her. Yeah. Um, and I knew that I wouldn't get the important parts of the, of the work, the mm-hmm. ones that would have shine. And so I made the proactive move when it was confirmed that that's what we're going to do, that I wanted to be in the jump seat. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to do it. And if, yes, and look, my boss at the time was not shy. <laughs> you know, He was like, Bose, this is critical for the company. Like, there's no way that you're going to do it because we need to be flying out to New Orleans. We need to fly out to Beyonce's like, you know, rehearsal set. Like we, we can't have you say you can't make the flight Mm. that you're not going to be able to, you know, stay up late or that you won't make the call. Mm. And I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Like, these are the critical times where I am not available. I realize that. But Mm. if we extend past this time, I can do that. Mm. If we go earlier, I can do that. If I have enough heads up about when we need to be out of town, I can do that. I will find somebody Mm. to cover for me. Mm. And in order to like actually then have some trust because then it was like really said out loud. Yeah. We get so killed by the things that are unsaid. Mm-hmm. That's what happens to us. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid 
of like not saying the words. It's there anyway. Mm. It is there anyway. All you have to do is shine a light on it. Because what? We think it's in the, it's in the dark, so it doesn't exist. Yeah. No, it exists. So you just mm. got to shine the light on it. Go ahead, face the monster. Yeah. It's usually so much less than we think it's going to be. Yeah. And so yeah, I came to the agreement and I was put on, I was put in the seat. Hmm. To execute. I mean, I think there's also like the other side too, is you're like, look, you need me, right? Like you need me for this. I'm amazing at this. Let me do it because I'm amazing yeah. at it. And yes, there's these factors. And yes. Yes. But you'd be surprised. I mean, obviously I don't think this is one that is like, you know, look, you can have all the talent in the world and you still won't be put on the job. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's what I mean is that like, look, we can't just rely on the fact that we're the best at the thing or that we know the thing the most. There was no one more qualified mm. for that role than me literally no one, but they weren't going to put me in the seat until I had the direct conversation. It's probably gonna be some white dude. <laughs> you already know. You already know. I'm Underqualified. Like, I'm like, Queen B though? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're like, look, Beyonce is not going to talk to them. Okay. No, like, like, come, on, come, on, come on, come on, come on. It's not going to happen. <laughs> oh man were you afraid for that conversation was that a scary conversation oh, yeah. to have yeah, yeah oh yes I'm afraid for every conversation it hasn't gotten any easier hmm. that surprises me really yes because like you show up so like this yeah. is me this is what I'm about like you no, know I think the, like the you said like getting higher that's mm. why say it again the conversations get harder yes and the stakes get higher mm. so yeah, I was talking about, it seemed, of course, it seems like a big deal, right? Beyonce NFL, but I was still pretty much middle management at that time. Mm. That's a very different place than when you are the chief. Yeah. When you're the one that the street is going to be looking at, the investors are going to call out and blame when something goes wrong. It's a very different game. That's heavy. And also being able to answer to it afterwards, right? Like yeah. I'm sure it's come up. I'm sure there's moments where it's like, I'm not available and you've had to answer to it. Yeah. Yeah. How's that go? Well, a couple of ways. Um, because nobody ever remembers the agreement sometimes, you know, if it goes horribly mm -hmm. wrong. Mm. So it has, fortunately for me, it hasn't gone too wrong too many times, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of my agreements. So when I've said, hey, look, here is what, you know, the expectation is for how I'm going to perform in this. And believe me, I'm going to crush, like I'm going to work hard. I'm going to deliver the thing. Uh, but here are the things that I won't be able to do. You know, uh, it's been very rare when something has gone wrong inside of that situation. Mm -hmm. And in that I've had to just address it, you know, and it's still the same hard conversation, mm -hmm. you know, when something has gone wrong and I've been like, look, I wish I could have answered the phone. I wish I could have been available. I wish I could have gone on the trip. I wish I could have been there in person. Mm -hmm. I wasn't and it failed, you know, and being prepared, knowing that it's going to cost me something, you know? either more of a re reputational damage or my actual job, knowing that. That's you know, so, so that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. like we're in a world of DEI, like that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> I know, I know. I, look, there's a lot of things in theory that aren't supposed to happen. But Does it play out that way? Point. Probably not. No, it doesn't. And that's why, you know, like, look, um, I think the other thing is sometimes I think, you know, you get to this level and people, you know, talk all cute and, you know, they kind of, make everything seem so golden. And mm. I'm like, no, I, I refuse to do that. Too many of us have been blindsided by the lie. And so I'd rather that you see the truth, the warts, everything. You said that, you know, when you set out those expectations or you have those agreements and sometimes they, they backfire. And it's like, when we had chatted previously, you talked a little bit about like that delayed rejection as well, because you also build trust with these people, right? Yes. Yes. So you trust them enough to, to be yes. Yes. like open and vulnerable. Mine used to be age. I was always afraid of bosses knowing my age because I'm, I'm young I'm in my twenties yes. and I don't know how it came up, but I think he just asked me, he was like, how old are you? Yeah. I'm like, you know, I think at the time I was 25 or something. And he was like, Oh, damn. like, and I was like, I don't want to tell, I was like, I don't tell people because I don't want it to, you know, skew your view of me. Yeah. He's like, Oh, never, that would never happen. It never happen. And then something came up and it was, it was about a promotion. I was working at that level and they just, they just, yeah. and they didn't want to change the title. Actually, I'd been promoted. They didn't want to change the title. And he just said, you know, like you're pretty early in your career oh. and we want to keep you. He's like, we want to keep you and you're early in your career. And if we give you, if we promote, then like, there's not really anywhere else to go for a number of years. And I was, I didn't tell you my age for a reason. You said it would right. be fine. Of course, I'm not going to say, you're not going to say that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I would say it. You would have to reckon with the, 
Yes, the consequences of saying, mm-hmm. yeah. Because the thing is that people have to also be held accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that is the, um, that's the bravery that is not always on full display out in public, mm-hmm. right? It's like, that's what requires sometimes sort of the, the most strength, right? Because it's not the stuff everybody else will see. It's that moment right there, you know? And I had something similar, again, back at Pepsi. Now it's a year later, right? That was also the year that my husband passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had come back from bereavement leave. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wasn't even fully back, you know, because it was like review time and promotion time. I don't even like this is how wild that time was. Like I came back in the middle of bereavement to have a conversation about my promotion in a race, <laughs> you know? Um, and what was worse about it, and maybe actually now I think about it, I'm like the benefit of being so low was that there was nowhere further to go. I just mm-hmm. didn't give a fuck, you know? And I, I remember sitting in, and I, when I tell you, I can, I know everything about that moment. Like I can, I know what the room smelled like. I remember mm-hmm. the lighting, how the seat felt. And I was sitting in his office, looking at him in his face. And uh, I was like, so, you know, it's like, I had my little sheet, you know, with all of my results and like the things I had done, the projects that I'd worked on and all of that. And I was like, I'm so excited. You know, it's like, this is something I've been looking forward to because I really worked my ass off last year. And this, I did this and I did this and I had this result and that result and blah, blah. And in this coming year, this is what I plan to do, blah, blah. So, you know, it's like, we've been talking about my promotion for 18 months. You said, these are the things I needed to accomplish in order to be considered. So here it is. Here it is. I will take the promotion now. By the way, I fully went in there thinking it was going to be like, here you go, silver platter. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was going to be anything other than that. It, it, to me, it was so obvious. You're like, we had a deal. I did my part. Now it's I did turn. my part. Now you do your part. Yeah. So in there. And he's like, no, this is really tough for me. I'm like, what's, what's tough? What's the tough part? It's like, well, you know, I don't want to blame what is happening in your personal life. Uh, but this is, this has really been... Uh, a devastation for everyone. You haven't been engaged in the work. We now just had another Super Bowl. And, you know, uh, even though you set it up, it was hard to tell whether or not you were really responsible for the wins in the last one, since you had to go from work. And then in this one, because you weren't participating fully, we also can't tell if you hit enough home runs. Those were his exact words. Hmm. We don't know if you hit enough home runs. What hit you in that moment? Like, <gasps> that moment. It was, it was, I'm so grateful for that moment. Hmm. Because I didn't think I could go lower. Hmm. And it knocked me even further. When I tell you, I thought I was like at the bottom of the cave and then realized, oh no, actually you can be buried. <laughs> there's still space under there there's still room <laughs> you there's thought there were seven levels of hell exactly there's eight levels of hell actually there's yeah. probably 8.5 <laughs> and you're only on level three <laughs> bitch you got far to go <laughs> you know what I mean like I was like what and it was so it was like a visceral reaction like my breath literally left my body I didn't have anything to say because all I could do was look at this list of accomplishments. Like I was like, no, but I've printed it out. Like, it's not even like I'm making this stuff up. Like I've printed it out. It's right here, black and white. You could see it. What do you mean? And we talked about this, you know? And what is, what is really awful about that is that um, when I was going out on leave to take care of my husband, um, I hadn't told anyone at work that he had cancer. I hadn't told him for like three months or so. Now his cancer was relatively short. You know, it was six months, basically from the time of his diagnosis to his death. I hadn't told anyone for the first three months I was living in this hell. My mother was sick too. And she was in New Jersey. So I was going between New Jersey and freaking, you know, um, MSK on the Upper East Side and going to work in purchase, flying, like I was, I was stretched too thin. I didn't tell a soul 
because of that. I was afraid people were gonna think that I was not committed. Can you imagine that? And so by the time I was sitting in his office, knowing what I had sacrificed, and he told me that they didn't know if I had hit enough home runs, I was done. I was like, this will never happen to me again. I will never put myself in a position where somebody thinks that they can judge me based on the sacrifices I've made and not recognize it. Mm -hmm. And so first of all, I'm gonna be much more clear up front about what I expect out of the role Mm -hmm. and what my contributions are going to be. Mm -hmm. And then do the math to what that result is going to be at the end. And Mm -hmm. if you don't make my result happen based on what we agreed, I am out, deal Mm -hmm. with, finished. I refuse. You want me to give you another six months to consider it for me to prove some more? Absolutely. Absolutely not. I refuse. But so many of us fall for that. Of course. Yeah. Because they'll say, oh, we just need six more months. You know, prove to us this other thing. No, 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 no. Where is your boundary? Yeah. And then stick to it. Mm -hmm. From that day, Rebecca, I'm telling you, girl, I got it from that desk and I was like, oh, okay. I need a new job. I had never even considered that before. I'd been at PepsiCo for 10 years. I'd never considered it. But How I long left- after that conversation did you leave? Oh, girl, I let me think about that. Um, that was February 2014. Mm-hmm. I started a new job April, April 14. Mm-hmm. Across the country, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with the whole state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out here. <laughs> I'm done with the job. I'm like, New York City, bye bye. <laughs> You're like, I've been to New York. It's giving me all it can and I'm gone. I'm gone. I quit all of you, everything. I quit the whole thing. (laughs) I know that feeling of like, I will never be here again. I will never be here again. I'm telling you, look, that's the, that's the only like silver lining, I think in Mm. defeat, Mm. you know, is to know where you will never go again. You learn what you don't have to tolerate. It's such a sweet thing. It doesn't feel good in the moment, but in retrospect, woo, mm-hmm. it feels so much more powerful mm-hmm. knowing that like, I will never be that person again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also like those moments and the reason I asked you why, like how long after that conversation you left mm-hmm. is because there's like, there's a recovery period, you know, mm-hmm. you have, you have those conversations and it is, it's betrayal, mm-hmm. right? It's mm. doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. Did I not, did I not do enough? Did I not show up yeah. enough? And then it's the truth behind it. Like, yes. And probably enough close confidants telling you like your husband just died. Yes. Of course you did enough. Oh yes. Or friends who told me again, this is, you know, out of love, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Your husband just died. Give it six months. Yeah. Hey, don't disrupt this right now. You mm-hmm. can't handle it. Like just mm-hmm. be patient with yourself. Mm-hmm. But they said that out of love, not out of malice. But you know what, what the difference was for me? And this is why it's like, also, look, we, we have to know ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. the line is truth. Thy own self be true. Mm-hmm. You know, I needed that to propel me. I am that person. Mm-hmm. When I'm knocked down, I use it as a rebound. You know, I use it almost like a trampoline. It's like, knock me down. Oh, I'm coming back twice as strong. I promise you. Because mm-hmm. I've done it. Because I've yeah. seen it and I've done it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I will rest and recover and cry later. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, you knock me down. Oh, you better clear the way. I will use it as a trampoline. I'll be like, pow, back on. <laughs> Later on, I'll be like, dang, that hurt. Woo, my back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I need a massage. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like some self-care, you know? But yeah. in that moment, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And you know what else? It was also the moment when I realized that I needed to start singing my own praises hmm. more boldly because of that comment about not knowing if I hit enough home runs. They'll never be questioned again. If did I hit it? No, you know, I hit it. We talked about it. We celebrated it three months ago. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. And so I'm, I'm talking about it. So because you, you're going to pretend as if you didn't know I did it. I'm going to tell you I did. (laughs) I mean like, okay, that moment, not even that moment. Let's say like, you know, you have to leave, you know, and then the, like the stupid article comes out. It sounds like you've come to a place of security where you really understand when it's time to go. Like I, you know, when it's time to go. Yeah. 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 And 
when you sucks when you too, by the way sucks that moment sucks why oh oh god because because you don't want to i don't want to i don't want to believe it's true even is though it, i'm it, even though i'm convicted i know it's true is it because you're leave like you're saying i'm making i know it's time to leave because part of that is also protecting yourself right like yeah. it's yeah. you know it's fear it's not fear but it's um, a recognition if you stay longer, you know, there's disappointment or you're, yeah. I don't know, thinking I'm projecting here, but fear of plateauing, knowing that the yes. opportunities aren't going to be there, like yes. whatever it or is. It's going to get worse. Yes. You know, or that I'm, I'm going to have to sacrifice more of myself for something I don't love, something I'm not enjoying. You know, I know all those things to be true. And then the words you already use, which is like disappointment, mm-hmm. sadness, grief, when you're disappointed, sad, grief, like you also don't get to show up as your best self. You don't. Then you got to go and make all new friends. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Harder to springboard from down oh, here. It is the worst. It is the worst. It's awful. I don't know why people think it's so much fun to like jump around. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to build trust all over again. You got to kill any rumors that people think of you all over again. Mm. You have to get people to pronounce your goddamn name right all over again. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of that is fun. It's not a good yeah. time. So that moment when I know in my spirit and I'm like, oh, it is not a moment of joy. I wish it were. I wish it were that easy. It is not a moment of joy. I'm like, damn it. This is not working out. Mm. I, I got to, okay. All right. Woo. I got to figure out something else then, you know, but it's not a moment of joy you know, you go through these experiences and then you take the learnings and you also know what you will and will not tolerate next, Mm -hmm. though you might not know what's next in terms of like a role or a position or whatever. What do you know about what's coming? Oh gosh, that's such a, it's such a poignant question right now. There are so many things that I do know just out of practice, right? Thank God for that. Thank God for having fallen and gotten up so many times that I'm not afraid of falling. I mm. thank God for that. And then there's the stuff that is less tangible. You know, I know, I, I firmly believe in my destiny. Mm. Oh, I know for sure. You know, I know that there's like, such great things for me. It's like that, uh, I grew up in a Christian church. Mm-hmm. So there's this parable about the mustard seed. You know, if you just mm. had mustard seed faith, you could move mountains. Mm. Say it again, faith. one more time. If you had mustard seed faith, you could move. Mm. Like mustard seed. If you've ever seen a mustard, I mean, it's tiny, it's tiny, tiny, tiny. tiny. It's like the tip of my like nail, you know, (laughs) tiny, tiny, tiny. If you had just that much faith, you could move mountains. And I feel that I have that kind of faith, Mm. that I have moved all kinds of mountains, all kinds of obstacles out of my way Mm. and overcome them and gone to the next thing. So I believe in that. And so I, even though I don't know what's coming, I know it's going to be great mm. because I've, I've also already seen it. You know, mm-hmm. this, this is like, it just keeps coming. Yeah. But I think part of it is a manifestation of that belief. So even in my moments of doubt, I won't pretend there aren't, you know, there are those moments, the 3 a.m. where I wake up, sit out of bed and be like, shit. My life is falling apart again. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, how did I get here again? Who, who put me here? <laughs> who, who did this? Who did this? You know? And I'm like, oh, I did. Okay, I, I <laughs> all right, shit, did that again, you know? And then, of course, I'm going through my head like, oh, man, like, whew, maybe, maybe I have to call them back and apologize. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I, ha- I have that, you know? But in that, I also recognize that Every move I've made, mm-hmm. every time I've left, I have benefited yeah. from that. You know, like I can literally, if I were to draw for you, job to job, I can, I can literally illustrate for you what mm-hmm. I took from this in order to do that, what I took mm-hmm. from that in order to do that. You know, and it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, what is the next thing going to be like that I'm going to take from Netflix and use to do that thing mm-hmm. that I didn't have before? And mm-hmm. if I hadn't had Netflix, I wouldn't be able to do the thing. Yeah. God, it's mm-hmm. like amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have that belief system. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel so confident in the unknown, mm-hmm. even in my fear. Mm-hmm. Sounds like just knowing yourself, like really getting to know yourself and yeah. looking yeah. back on. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I believe in myself. I really do. Like I, it's like, as much as I'm my own harshest critic, I also believe myself more than anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I, I think I believe in myself more than my mom believes in me. <laughs> well, then again. Yeah, I was like, really? My parents, are mom, mom they, 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 my parents, my parents are immigrants. They, they were quick to be like, girl, you need to go get a job. Yeah, and you, you can do it. Man. Right, they're like, you need a man and you need a job. Don't know why you're single or why you're, you have, you're unemployed. Okay. on unemployed is like every parent's like worst nightmare for their nightmare, children. nightmare. Like literally, I think my dad, and of course they use WhatsApp, right? So my, I think my, the first text, like, you know, my dad, um, cause of course I gave them a heads up, you know? And I was like, so yeah. here's the thing. I just resigned. And my dad's like, why would you do that? <laughs> I'm like, after all this time, are you serious? You're still at, <sighs> okay, dad, I, I call you later. We, we could talk about it. And he's like, and what are you going to do? I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. Yeah. I'll call you like in a week. Okay. I'm like, like, I'll call you when I'm done sobbing. Like, I'll call you, you know, but it's just, you know, it's like, I, I believe, mm-hmm. I believe I must receive faith in my own destiny. Both. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you. So oh. thankful for that elevator that brought us together. I know. Oh my God, our elevator, our magic elevator. We will always have Banff. We will always oh, have the gathering. Thank that means you, you have Brian to go back. Bills. Look, this is the destiny. It's amazing. It is. Look at yeah. that. I believe in that. I believe in that. A little crystal ball out there. Yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This has been such, such fun talking to you. Thank, thank you, you both. so much. Man, I had such a good time editing that podcast episode. Bose is amazing. I adore her. I adore everything she puts out. If you're not following her, follow her on Instagram. I know that sounds so stupid, but just do it. She just brings so much light and love to everything she shares. And I'm fangirling over here, but she was the number one person I wanted to have on this podcast. I appreciate that my voice sounds a little crazy. I am recovering from COVID. Thankfully, it was for me a cold um for many others a really really serious illness so i am isolating at home but um you know you're always in a in a bad cranky mood when you're sick and this episode brought back all the little lights of inspiration that i needed keep up with nuance of impact on linkedin and on instagram episodes are released every wednesday if you like this episode remember to click subscribe and we'll see you next wednesday